This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL interviews. Hello and welcome very very good evening to everyone who's joined in to all our news laundry subscribers. It's a very very crazy hot Delhi day. So <laughs> I hope wherever you guys are joining us from it's better than Delhi. Uh we have with us today a very special guest, national award winning author, journalist and film critic Anupma Chopra and we're going to be discussing her book that came out in Jan. uh it's with me here and uh, the book is basically a collection of her writings on movies some of them are reviews some of them are about artists and films that have left an impression on her or events in her very long career of 25 years you're a bona fide veteran <laughs> <laughs> in fact um you know I, this is one of my first questions because you you're someone who's been in the business as a film journalist and seen mediums really evolve Yeah. You know, now you're with you've headed you've started film companion which is super popular it's you know it's got so many different interesting formats how has it been like for you over all these different mediums television you know writing and then of course an online uh, you know channel of your own you know i think that's one of the reasons i've really um, i'm still so excited about what i do is because i'm doing versions of the same thing but using very different muscles because the mediums have kept changing so i was trained as a print journalist i went i i have a masters in journalism from northwestern university and uh, <clears throat> the the us waqt it was two streams you could go into television you could go into print and i always thought that text and the written word was where i wanted to be uh, and so i was with india today for about 12 years i want to say um, and then during that time also wrote the books which was also kind of honing the writing muscle but then you know got a call from ndtv saying that do you want to just come and do this and and uh it literally it just started with me knowing absolutely nothing but i had to then learn everything on the job and and i'll always be grateful to dr and mrs roy for like having the faith in me to just say go do it because i was like i don't think i can do this you know i i used to read auto cue like you could see my head moving uh, it was it was embarrassing uh, but you know so you you then do then it took me like at least 5 7 years to kind of get really really comfortable with television with being on camera i did uh, a show for star uh, yeah. which was you know uh, the front row which was all this sort of massive glitzy set and uh, you know that, that that was like the kind of peak tv thing because it was it was really plush and from there you go straight into the diy world of being a digital journalist which again meant unlearning the formality of television um, and trying to just be yourself on a medium that is very intimate that is constant that you have to feed 24/7 uh, uh, and digital has been oh my god what a challenge because obviously i didn't grow up i'm too old i didn't grow up with uh, social media or you know anything remotely digital uh, so um, but it's great fun it's it sort of keeps you on your toes so much that people ask me that you know um, how can you just still be excited about talking to actors whose kids you're now interviewing <laughs> and still watching movies sorry so many it allows you to experiment with so many formats like film companion itself it does it does and and the freedom of digital in terms of you can write if you want long form 
uh, or you can make a reel uh, you know or you can do anything else so it's just it's allowing the process to be so elastic uh, that as as tough as it is to get the attention to get the eyeballs um, it's also very exciting to do this so i think that's what has really kept me going in fact i just want to slip in that i was a huge fan of franco and i should never thank you and i remember at the kangna interview like i think you were one of the first who interviewed her where she really opened up about you know learning english and that was kind of the change you saw in her from kind of the she was spectacular yeah i still remember that interview and and uh, really, you know i think her first uh, i mean she was really started to begin to be celebrated by quote and quote liberal media after her interview because she's very open about her struggles you know learning english not being taken seriously so i think that was a really uh, it, it was amazing yeah and and you know i remember her saying and this always stayed with me you know i because because she did uh, at that point she, like this was pre queen so you know the, the whole kind of switch with queen hadn't really happened and she said that and she'd done a slew of like just really not like awful looking films and and i asked her like why and you know and she said well what are you going to do you're sort of semi famous you can't go be an intern somewhere you just have to you just have to take what you get and i thought you know it was heartbreaking and it was so real um, yeah it was it was it was a lovely interview she was very very open So uh your book uh, you know it's uh, there's a right at the front page as a dedication to your parents where you said you know you thank them for supporting your decision to enter this career and including marrying in the mall <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, so for those of you who don't know and so much married to Madhuri Chopra and uh, what i really want to know is that you know you've been in the business for 25 years uh, you're also someone who can be called an insider in the sense that you're married in the movies you're uh even if you're not reviewing your husband's films which you've said on record but uh you still know a lot of people in a way that you know many people don't or many film journalists may not who are just you know kind of reporting on the industry so um how have you over the years maintained the necessary distance or balance that is required to report on the film industry or review of course uh how's that been you know so so to begin with um of course we've always been very mindful of the optics uh, so we know that i do not we keep our professional lives very separate we don't like do interviews together we don't you know we i mean we've never sort of tried to be um uh seen as a unit professionally because uh, i think that's very important uh, to maintain that distance uh, and of course not reviewing anything he does or anybody else in the family does i mean my sister tanuja is a filmmaker you know sacred games was based on my brother vikram chandra's book so it's like there's just tentacles everywhere right um, so you stay away from that completely and what's what's baffling for me is that i get trolled for that they're like oh but why can't you just review your husband's film oh you're too afraid to say anything i'm like don't you get it it's a conflict of interest that's what it's called it's very basic <laughs> you know i cannot review something that benefits me financially it's just 101 right but people don't get it um i think the other thing that has helped is that we don't really socialize um in the business uh, we're not uh, we're not social people to begin with uh, but i'm also very mindful of um sort of you you can't uh, you know you can't have dinners with each other and then go next morning to a theater and 
have a really objective view of a film that person has made. That's, that's what I was saying because even if you don't like the movie, but you know the person personally and you know what they've been through the process, then it's very hard to be harsh. It is. It is. So, so no, absolutely. It, I, you know, it's anyway hard to be harsh because I, uh, thanks to Vinod, have a have a front row seat on how difficult it is to get a project off the ground, how hard it is to actually be on a set and make a movie. You know what it takes, um, and and of course. I get to sit in an air conditioned room and then just say it doesn't work, uh, you know, so it's 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 a privilege and I'm not, you know, as as the great quote goes, the man in the arena. These are the people in the arena and I'm just, you know, that that quote begins with the, the I think it's Roosevelt, right? That it's not the critic who counts, it's the man in the arena. <laughs> so um, I get that. Um, and so I come to it from a place of great empathy, uh, but I'm very, very um, aware of that I need to be absolutely honest to how I feel. Uh, you know, I will never be disrespectful, uh, at least knowingly. I've never, you know, I, I never want to be personal or come to it from a place of bias or, um, you know, or just be nasty because nastiness invariably gets more eyeballs. Uh, I, I think that's just bad form. Uh, but I will never uh, not say that it didn't work for me. Uh, I, I think that if you can't do that, then you might as well do something else because then really that's all you bring to the table. Um, not all, but that's the first thing you bring to the table is honesty. Uh, and if you have to compromise that, I think it, there's no point because like everybody is a critic, right? Everyone now has a platform to express their opinion. What's your reviewing process like? Uh, I think our listeners and viewers would want to know, like do you watch a movie then take some time off or discuss it with people and then no 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 so so uh never have the luxury to take time off sometime not okay i won't say never i think with streaming platforms um many now have started to assign screeners maybe a week in advance so you get to really watch and think about it uh theatrical releases mostly not at the best they'll show it to you on a wednesday for a Friday release. Uh, so you write on Thursday, you think it through and you shoot and, and all right, and that's it. Um, no, my, my process is I, I do, I know critics who don't watch uh, trailers, who don't like look at the film at all so that they can go in with a complete sort of blank slate. But I, I like to be as informed as I possibly can be. Uh, so if it is a remake, I will go watch the original. I will read up interviews. I will watch the trailers. I try and kind of, not to form an opinion before I've got in, but just to know, you know, who directed it, what did they direct before, just to have context. Um, I think um, without context, if you can't place that work in the filmography of the director or in the filmography of the actor or within the context of the, of the climate, you know, the, the cultural climate that a film is built, um, I think that's very valuable. That's what you bring to a review. So I do all of that homework. Then I go and watch the movie. I take copious notes while I watch it, some of which I don't understand because I'm like, I've got a little light and I'm scribbling madly and trying not to look down because then I'll miss something on screen. Um, and then, you know, afterwards I'm like, because <laughs> it's just these squiggles. Um, but I like to write as soon as I'm left. I, I And I never, we, we that's sort of a, a kind of, unsaid, unwritten, unsaid rule among critics is we do not talk to each other uh, after a movie. We very often see films together because they have preview shows. Uh, but I, 
you know, that I don't want to do. I don't want to ask somebody else, what did you think? Um, I will go home. I will write it. I will kind of, and ideally I want to sleep on it. And the next day, look at it again, think it through again, and then, and then go out and publish. But that some, I mean, that didn't happen this weekend, you know, Hero um, Panthe uh, we saw Friday morning. They didn't have a press show. We can, we know why, because it was very hard to watch. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so you've been doing this like we said you know for 25 years has there ever been a time that this is just too much movies I want to break <laughs> I can't review anymore or I just want to watch film for the fun of it I don't want to you know, you know because it's, it's work also you know it's no, a- but it's, no it's, it's a joy it's genuinely a joy I for me there's no uh, separation in a sense it's just if I'm not if I'm not going to review it I'm not obviously going to be taking notes but um, I've never lost the joy of watching films right uh, so it never feels like oh god it it's work what has happened because I see so many bad films uh, you know is that it kind of you know, I realized, <laughs> I remember posting this on Twitter that like a bad film is like a Dementor from the Harry Potter books. You know, it sucks the joy out of you. So you, I become like physically exhausted. Uh, you know, when I walk home after I've seen, when I'm home after I've seen a bad film, like my family can tell because my body language changes and they're like, oh man, bad one. Huh? <laughs> so, so sometimes when I see like really, really painful ones, which just, are so inept uh, and have taken three hours of my life, which I'm never getting back, uh, you know, uh, and I'm at that age when I'm really cognizant now of how little is left. Uh, I, I just feel that's when I like have a mini existential crisis. Like, is this it? Is my whole life going to go in just watching bad Hindi films? Uh, but it passes. Um, so this is one of the questions that I've often thought about, about film journalism and sports journalism both. Because I think they're very similar in ways that both require a lot of access uh, uh, to, you know, if you're doing them, you need access. Unlike, say, political journalism, uh, of course, you do need access, but it's not totally dependent on that. You do get stories from a lot of other uh, sources. Yeah. Film is really, it's a lot about access. Um, Stars, both in films and sporting, especially cricket, have their guards on. What is projected is, you know, very carefully crafted. And so what does happen uh, is that, you know, you either have interviews, which will not push beyond a certain uh, point. Uh, You know, there will be no-go areas, even though they're very obvious questions, you can't ask them because there is this image that you can't sort of, you know, shake for the viewers. Um, So how do you... um, and of course, you have a lot of film magazines, you know, but those magazines, again, it's very, uh, you can't really call it film journalism in the sense that it'll give you a really deep insight into an actor, a profile, or the kind of stuff you would say read in a New Yorker. So how, um, do you think it's gotten worse now in terms of journalists being able to report on the industry honestly and also sort of, you know, put out scoops? Or do you think it's always been like that? Or do you think it's become better with the online medium where you've had at least some portal? Push the yeah. Button? No, you do. See, see, I'll tell you what, what's happened is, first of all, that the number of platforms and the number of uh, media houses that want access has just, you know, I don't know, 
tripled, quadrupled. Uh, when I started literally in the early 90s, there were like three and a half film magazines. Uh, mainstream press barely covered the movies. You know, um, um, Khalid Mohammed had his review in Times of India, but the rest of Times of India, or the, of course, Bombay Times though, didn't exist uh, until a few years later. Um, so it wasn't that everybody was obsessing and chasing actors. Uh, in fact, it was it was it was like literally we all knew each other. There were like ten of us doing it, going from you know set to set or studio to studio. So I think that the the power equation has uh, become completely imbalanced because finally there are only ten stars and there's about five hundred, you know, platforms and portals and and uh, you know uh, television and digital and and press that wants access. So of course it's become harder because the minute you don't follow the narrative and, and of course the, the, the evolution of the minders, uh, you know, literally when I started, it was one person who was called the secretary uh, who you would call and set up an appointment with. And now it's, you know, on the average an entourage of like 10 people, um, you know, so there is a manager, there is a publicist, there is an assistant of the manager, uh, you know, so, so it's, the navigation has become much, much harder. Uh, you barely have any direct access anymore. Uh, and yes, that is dependent on what you say, yeah. right? Um, so, so there've been many, many times when uh, I've lost access because of what I said in the review. They, they are very, very offended and they don't want to talk. And it, it is what it is, that it's just part of the deal. Uh, in terms of asking questions, you know, I've never been a very confrontational interviewer. It's just not who I am. It's not my style. Um, I do try and push as much as I can on the things that I'm personally curious about, uh, you know, but yeah, it's, it's, I think it's much harder. Of course, it's much harder now uh, because also I think social media has, you know, it's so easy to take one line out of context and spin another narrative around it. And people are so afraid now. Uh, everybody is on social media, except for I think Ranbir. Uh, everybody needs to be, it's a massively paying a part of the job now uh, to have a big digital imprint, but uh, it's also very tricky, you know? So, so the whole thing is I get where they're coming from. Everybody, including we are walking on eggshells, uh, you know? Uh, so it, it, is, it is much harder. Yeah, in fact, that completely uh, gets me to my next question, which is that Bollywood has actually been in news for all the you know wrong reasons for the past three, four years. And at News Genre, we've really uh, looked at the very vicious sort of media trials that not just Rhea, but a lot of people in the film industry were put through during the whole SSR episode. Uh, it was vicious, it was unwarranted, completely unethical. Um, and, you know, then again, you had the whole Aryan Khan case again, where you had, you know, basically you've had uh, people in the mainstream television media really hound uh, people without facts, without any semblance of, you know, journalistic ethics. So there is a sense that Bollywood is, the, and maybe that's something I should ask you, is there a sense that film stars, Bollywood is under siege? And is there suspicion or worry about that? Uh, do you see people? You know, I, I, it's not so much under siege as nobody wants to say anything. Hmm. 
you know, and I get it. I get it. Why would you, right? Who needs this? I mean, finally, everyone's just trying to create and to make a movie or make a show um, and get on. You know, it's a tough enough business without people hounding you and vilifying you um, for some random stuff. Uh, so so uh, I think what I see is that, that um, and, and you know, I recently interviewed Ajay Devgan and he talked about how, he said, anything you want to say can be so taken out of context and uh, context and built into something so frightening and, and that people are just really wary. That I, I think what's happened is like, so, so it is then down to uh, what did you eat for lunch? And, you know, what are you wearing? Or who are you wearing, I guess, is the better question. Uh, but those are your, you know, uh, kind of safe zones where, where people can function and, and nobody really wants to talk about anything, you know, that is even a little bit can become tricky. And that's mostly because of social media, you feel? Like, is the fear more social media or the mainstream media, like television media? It's everything. It's everything. And, and you know, remember that finally, uh, you know, it's being a star in this country is also, you know, the parallel job is also, uh, you know, being an endorser for multiple products that brings in a hell of a lot of money. Uh, you know, so all of those things become... Um, you know, kind of that becomes shaky ground, right? Then, then nobody wants to touch you if 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 you have if you're controversial or you're seen as as being potentially controversial. Uh, I just think it's 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 very it can get so ugly, and it has gotten so ugly in the last three four years that um, people have just clammed up. Great. So I'm going to start taking some questions because we're getting a lot of people who want to talk to you. Um, okay, uh, I'm gonna. So Calvin says, I had a conversation with my friend who derided Bollywood for being nepotistic, having bad stories and bad visuals compared to South Indian movies, which have the same issues. Uh, he did this while deriding Gangubai and praising KGF. <laughs> How much has the sustained negativity campaign towards Bollywood affected its viability compared to other Indian film industries? Hmm. You know, um, yeah, as you said, uh, nepotism is not a Bollywood thing. Nepotism is an Indian thing. Please let's all agree on that. Mm -hmm. uh, look at politics, look at business, uh, you know, mm -hmm. perhaps sports. Yeah, anything, anything. There's, uh, you know, nepotism is everywhere. I, I just think that because, uh, and, and the truth is, this is what I just don't get. You know, everyone's really quick to say, oh, Bollywood, look at this nepotistic place. Why are we all looking at Temur on Instagram? Uh, we have made Temur a star, okay? We, all of us have done it, including me. I, I love looking at him on Instagram. He's adorable. Uh, and then we we feed this fire. And then when we talk about second gen star kids, everybody's like, oh, but it's so nepotistic. But listen, the 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 who built these star kids? Who, who allowed this to also happen? Of course, the Hindi film industry is nepotistic, but the audience has fed this, as much as anyone else. Um, and I don't think there's like there's enough acknowledgement of that. Um, in terms of viability, look, I think the minute the films are good, you're gonna get the audience back, okay? Um, finally, you know, Surya Vanshi did do, I think, 
200 crore. It's not a film I love personally, but it worked for a lot of people. Um, so I think it's definitely too early to kind of, uh, you know, give up, give praise for the Hindi film industry. Uh, do they need to pull, the, pull their socks up? Yes, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I think there's just not enough attention being paid to the writing. There's not enough attention being paid to the craft. Um, and, and I'm glad that the success of films from the I think we all needed it. Great. And Sheikh asks, if you had to recommend three movies to someone with no exposure to Indian cinema, what would they be? Wow. Um, that's a tough one. There's so many. How can you just choose three? Um, so maybe... Um, Maybe Mother India as the, oh, I'd say Mughlayazam. I, I just, I love Mughlayazam more as the sort of, uh, the kind of ultimate, uh, you know, sort of visual spectacle, ultimate romance, ultimate kind of beautiful people, Dilip Saab and Madhubala. Uh, maybe Mani Ratnam's Nayakan as a really, really stunning gangster saga with a stellar performance by Kamal Hassan. Um, then maybe we bring it, bring it to more contemporary. I would say uh, Lagan, Lagan would be the third. Shushrut says, as movies were trying to become more realistic and not just be mindless, the success of movies like KGF has shown that people still like masala entertainers, which are hollow in storyline and acting. Does that show audiences are not mature yet? You know, uh, I think, uh, again, I would never make that generalization that audiences are not mature yet. I think the question is, what are they willing to go into a theater for? Um, and maybe, maybe they only want to make that trip and pay those 500 rupees for a ticket. Um, if what you get is a larger than life spectacle, if what you get is an event movie, um, if what you get is uh, very sort of, um, nicely done escapism, right? Uh, it, it is, look, and escapism is a very fundamental part of the movies. We first go to the movies for pleasure. No one's saying that, oh, I need to be a better person and therefore I'll go see a film. No, we're all going to have a good time. And maybe that's what we seek now after two years of, of being in our homes and, and being away from each other. Maybe what we want is two hours of um, just larger than life visually uh, dazzling spectacle, which is what RRR was, which is what KGF is, which is what Pushpa was. Also these hyper-masculine men who will save the world, uh, you know, uh, who will just, you know, though, though both Pushpa and, uh, you know, Rocky in KGF are gangsters or good gangsters, they have their own moral code, uh, you know. Maybe you're looking for really, really simplistic solutions at, after a time of great anxiety and 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 real, real difficulty. Uh, and maybe when you're at home, you want to see Geraya, you know. So I think that that's what's happened. There is a clear sort of demarcation of what people want to come to a theater for. It's just it's so far it seems to be like these massive event movies but remember guys remember um, William Goldman who was one of the greatest screenwriters who ever lived he wrote Butch Cassidy in the Sundance Kid very famously said in showbiz no one knows anything 
So the minute we start to pontificate and you say theorize and keep this is what it is now, some film will arrive and blow it out of the park. Uh, so uh, you know, it's it's just this seems to be the mood now. Is it always going to be no? And I would say audiences have matured uh, because look at all of us watching cinema from all across India, which itself is such an amazing thing. Um, which is a recent sort of masala movie that you enjoyed, which is probably in the KGF. RRR. I really, I enjoyed RRR and I really, really enjoyed the first half of KGF. For me, the second is where it got sort of stretched, uh, even though there, I see, you know, what I admire is the imagination and the level of work that goes into building these um, sort of worlds which have no connection with any known reality uh, you know so I, I think that it's it's uh, I'm very admiring of it the second half didn't work for me as well okay so Deepam Gupta asks he says he's a big fan of your work and he's been following film companion for the last seven years or so and I wanted to ask has the film viewing experience for you changed during the pandemic do you still prefer to visit the theater or did pandemic make you more inclined to watch them on the small screen no, I will never lose my love for the theater. <laughs> you know, uh, I remember after the first movie we saw, uh, the first film that released, I think, post first wave, before the Delta wave, uh, I want to say it's Ruhi. I think I went into a theater first to see Ruhi with uh, Janvi Kapoor. Um, and I was like one of maybe 10 people in the hall because people were too afraid and we were all double masked. And like, I was just sitting there with tears in my eyes because I was so emotional about being in a theater again. Uh, so I love, love, love the theater, but I'm also uh, really grateful to have so much amazing storytelling at my fingertips at home. You know, uh, I've really, I've really spent so much of my life just watching Hindi cinema because, you know, it was too hard to access Tamil cinema or Malayalam cinema. You know, it would release in Mumbai, but the, the theaters were too far. They were, the shows were so, you know, like types, but you can see them now at home. And I've, I've, I've had such an education in the last two years. Great. Um, Krishna says, uh, why do you think some actors get so vented with their movie reviews? As a viewer or a reviewer, we have every right to call out their mediocre work. <laughs> I agree, Krishna. <laughs> In fact, recently there was a bit of a tiff with, I think, was it Yami? Uh, yes. She responded to someone on Film Companion and she was very upset with... She was very upset, yes. And you know, I, I've, I, I'm not at all uh, um, apologizing for the review. Um, you know, we stand by our reviews. But I was... I. I'm sorry that she was upset, uh, you know, because that's not the intention where we're not at all um, here to um, create unhappiness or to make people feel small or, you know, in any way um, add to anxiety or that, that's not the intention at all. So I, I was sorry for that. I, 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 I felt bad. Uh, you know, yes, she was very upset uh, and it's, it's happened before. I'm sure it will happen again. Uh, you know, look, I always try and see it from the other point, person's point of view. And I think that, you know, when you work two years on a film, you really give it everything. Uh, and it's very hard, you know, you when you're that close to something, it's very hard to see anything objectively. And 
the problem with <laughs> with the movies is ki you know the 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 criticism is is it's very it comes very immediately the failure is very public uh, you know the the it's it's not something and which is why once amir had told me that he actually mourns his flops he said i have to weep it out of me because it hurts so much so it does hurt i get it i get it uh, but the intention i want to say to everyone including yami is never to be disrespectful or hurtful in fact like you said that your style isn't that that you're not someone next to but there is this younger crop of writers uh, you know especially on uh, say uh, you know online portals who are kind of you know who have this way of talking which can be you know it's it's flippant it can be sometimes mean and it can be sometimes really in your face what do you think about that style though is that something you know, that look sometimes it's it's that or it's fun to read sometimes i guess but you know at film companion you know i i don't i don't ever want to censor any of our contributors i never want to tell them how to think or what to write they're there because we have great respect for them and they are very valued uh, my only brief to them is that don't be personal and don't be disrespectful because i can't defend that mm. you know the rest of it i will defend and i have uh, you know i i mean people get finally the buck stops with me i i lead the organization so so the anger is vented on me mostly uh, you know and it's okay it's okay i get it i've done this long enough to know that it cuts deep and people get mad and i'm okay with it I'm okay with it in the sense not that I don't care, but I understand that it's part of what I do. Uh, okay. Uh, the, the question though was, do you think the actors, makers are yet to detach themselves from their own films? I guess that's just. No, you can't. You you really can't. Not on the Friday. Maybe you detach yourself a few months later. And and though I'll tell you, there there have been people who have been incredibly sorted. Uh, you know, I remember. don't remember the name of the film there was a priyanka chopra film it was priyanka and ranbir i can't for the life of me remember the name of the film it was some romance set in america anjana anjani right i was you know my review was extremely negative and as it turned out you know i used to be a contributor to vogue magazine and that afternoon right after my review i had to interview priyanka for vogue and i was like oh my god and she just laughed and she said you really like my movie huh <laughs> we both started laughing and i just i really really admire that i really appreciated it and she put me at ease you know because i was so worried about what i was going to say uh, and there are people who are able to do that and are able to detach themselves but it's not easy mm. has it ever happened with you that you've reviewed a film negatively and you've had an afterthought about it and thought okay maybe i was a bit harsh or maybe i didn't get that right and does it often happen with when you do you read other reviewers like sometimes you read another reviewer and say oh of course you know maybe like i didn't yeah. Get yeah yeah no i read other reviewers and i'm i'm very interested at, to know like why did it work for them like for example something like gehraiya which was very polarizing anyway but you know uh, 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 rahul desai who uh, who works at with me at fc uh, it it he loved it he didn't just like it he loved it and it's not a movie that really worked for me even though i really admire the performances i love the music uh, uh, 
beyond a point, I just didn't care enough about those people. Uh, and for me, it was fascinating how he read it and interpreted it, which was so different. I mean, it was like, did we even watch the same film? So I'm very, because see, that's the beauty of cinema. There's no right or wrong. Um, and the way a film speaks to you is so much about who you are in that moment. So yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, I will go back and watch films that I that didn't work for me. And I'm, I like them more, you know, I, I saw, in fact, uh, Rahul and I do a whole show called Retake in which we watch old films and discuss them. And we both did one on Savarya, Sanjay Leela Bansali's sort of epic disaster. And, and we both found so much to like, you know, because time kind of makes you aware of, and, and you know, you've seen hundreds of more movies by now. Maybe you can admire the craft more. Maybe you could see what he was trying to do, uh, even though it still doesn't work as a, as a film, but you admire so much more about it. So it's, it's very interesting to do that, you know, to kind of go back. The opposite though. You watch a, the movie second, third time and you're like, why did I like this? You know, <laughs> 12 years ago, like, why, why was I such a fan? You know, for, for me, I, honestly, that, that, that is, is DDLJ, which I still love. Uh, I still love it, but I, I see how problematic it is, which at the moment in 1995, I did not see at all. We were so swept up by DDLJ. We just fell in love with Raj and Simran and nobody saw that, uh, okay, she's basically a parcel being tossed from the boyfriend to the father and back from father to the boyfriend. She has no agency at all. She just sits there with Mandy on her hands, uh, you know, and, and none of us saw that. I mean, at least I never saw this then. Uh, in 1995, I, I was not aware enough to see that. <laughs> I think especially that train scene where they first meet is quite like when you review it, you're like, dude, what is he doing? <laughs> exactly, exactly, absolutely. And, and you know, the whole idea of, you know, how much uh, it's not about what she really, I mean, she does very little. She just sits there, basically. It's the two men who keep, <laughs> you know, like I said, passing the parcel. So Vijay Kumar Modi asks, it's, it's heartbreaking to see this medium being used to spread hatred and enmity, which is distorting society to such an extent that rapprochement might become impossible. He's given no uh, examples of the movies that he feels is doing this, but I guess... Um, and maybe we can have some closing thoughts on that, that you have had this tradition in the Indian movies where, you know, Amar Akbar Anthony, uh, movies talking about secular India, Bhai Chara, uh, stuff like that, which has kind of taken a turn, whether it's, I mean, Kashmir Files is a very polarizing film. People have like really, uh, you know, some people love it. Some people think it was just okay. Too much big deal being made out of it. Some people absolutely hated it. There are some articles now that talk about how the movie is being used to sort of polarize people. Uh, but there is now this feeling that uh, they're, you know, subtly villainizing Muslims or, uh, you know, sometimes it can be through the mythological uh, or, or historical sort of uh, route where, you know, like Hilji's portrayal is just very, very, it was, people may have loved it, but the portrayal was really showed him something to be that he's not. So um, how do you view this? Uh, do you think too much is being made of it? Do you think it was always like that? Films were never really anyway super his, you know, accurate when it came to historic. Yeah. Look, 
films were never super accurate uh, nobody in uh, i think in in bollywood was claiming to have done sort of thesis before making anything you know so so the the sort of um, um, creative liberty quote unquote was has always been a part of the narrative especially since hindi cinema has been traditionally fantastical uh, you know there it, it's not been sort of a realistic portrayal of of even just life forget historical truth or anything else um, so but yes it is you know currently the 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 films that have done well in the last couple of years uh, have sort of been kind of very much flirting with that uh, strident sort of nationalism it's it's but it's the larger it's the mood of the country right and then when you know in bollywood it's all uh, everything comes from the box office when something succeeds then more people will make the same thing um, so it is it is obviously these are films that are connecting with the zeitgeist they are connecting with what it is what people perhaps want to hear right now uh, but you know i'm i'm an eternal optimist and i feel that um, there will always be cinema there will always be makers uh, and you know hindi cinema is not indian cinema hmm. there are massive massive film industries um, which have their own following and 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 of course now are sort of breaking all rules and all walls uh, i i i feel that there will be it is the only sort of pan indian pop culture we have is the movies uh, you know and and i i think that it will eventually come back to the you know jodo jodo mat <laughs> i i i believe in that i want that i i think you know i'd ask javed saab this um i'd done an interview just when the pandemic had begun with javed saab and shabana and um i'd said like you know i'd ask them does it does it what are you are you concerned about the polarization within the industry and he, he said no you know because it's just gine chune log finally cinema is as much a business as it is an art and when you're doing business you're not asking ki bhaiya tum kaun ho kya ho uh, tum hit ho na that's all that matters <laughs> you know and and i hope that that's true i hope finally because the great leveler is the box office that's the god everybody worships um, that we we go back to amarak baranthani because that's for me at least far more preferable would you see the industry divided politically is that something that you sense look there are there are of course there are people whose politics are very obvious uh, and and uh, but on a day to day basis are people saying i won't work with this one i won't work with that i don't think so i mean i i don't have that sense at all everyone's hustling and it's a great time because you know there's so much to be made nobody i know is sitting at home you can't find a writer for for love or for money because uh, everybody is doing 50 pilots for streaming shows uh, so it's it's exciting great and one last question that i have for you and then we'll let you go <laughs> how do you view the whole ott uh, revolution i was just seeing this a uh, little clip that amazon has put out and wow it just seems so promising everything that's going to be coming from amazon just seems yeah super um how do you view it how do you think it's going to change the big budget box office theater films 
Um, you know, I I think it's first of all it's amazing. It's really what's kept the movie industry going for the last two years when there was no box office, when all theaters were shut. It's the money that came in from streaming that kept the ecosystem moving. Um, I think what it'll do is not so much affect the big budget event movies, but affect the mid budget. Uh, you know. Uh, social issue movies, the mid-budget romances, maybe the mid-budget comedies, because genuinely that's the concern right now. You know, to me, the fact that Geraina goes straight to Amazon speaks of the time that, that, that Karan Johar made that decision that this film will be better to be seen at home rather than despite Deepika and Shakun Batra. Uh, you know, and that was probably the right decision to make. Uh, so, so I think that's what's gonna. And I, I hope, I hope that we don't end up in a world where all that we get in theaters is just you know event movies and Marvel and superhero and um, uh, you know just these larger than life fantastical spectacles. Um, I hope there's also room for intimacy. I hope there's room for drama. I hope there's room for adult sort of scenarios uh, but that's my only concern that that do those films then automatically get slotted as ott films which is not it's not a caste system that doesn't mean that you're in any way lesser but i think there's definitely more cultural impact when something is in a theater i think that's definitely true if you have 10 more minutes then i want to take just a few more questions that are fun sure yeah. sure Okay, so uh, there was one question about how do you that uh, okay so there's one question about the staggering number of movies that come out uh, how do you choose which one to review and you worry sometimes that you know you're leaving out some important ones all the time especially now I, I, I can't keep up because like I, I'm, I can't keep up with the shows especially you know because there's so many movies and I want to see um, films in more languages than just Hindi. My, my, so my uh, immediate uh, priority is the Hindi films that release in theaters or on streaming that week, um, because that's what that's what why my audience comes to me is to you know for commentary on the Hindi films. Uh, but I also like this week. I really want to see the Malayalam film Janagan Man, but I haven't been able to so far. And I'm hoping I can I can you know figure out a way to see it in the coming week. Uh, so it's 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 really hard. But I haven't seen all of my uh, with Sakshi Tanner and she's so great. But I saw the first episode. I have to watch that. So it's like there isn't there isn't enough uh, time in in one person in one life. <laughs> to watch all that is out there but my priority is is hindi cinema darshan ask in an ideal world when people discuss films the first question people should ask is who wrote the story in reality the actors get the most attention do you think reviewers are not doing their part in putting the deserved focus on writers screenwriters sorry who's not doing the the part reviewers reviewers are not uh, doing enough to put them to give the deserved focus uh, that writers and screenwriters deserve I think, I think at least, I, I mean, I can speak only for myself. Uh, I mean, I will always talk about the writer because invariably uh, it's the writing that's always lacking. You know, in Hindi cinema, at least, it's the writing which is the, the Achilles heel, invariably. Uh, so I don't know, I mean, I can't remember the last time I didn't 
talk about a writer and i think most reviews reviewers will talk about writers but uh, a film is not the writer's medium as much as the director's medium so the director for me is always uh, takes precedence uh, you know and and uh, it's it's uh, the streaming is a writer's medium uh, which is why so many showrunners are writers uh, because they really control the narrative and the highs and the lows and the ending on a cliffhanger and all of that uh, but but um, you know films are very much a director's medium and you know i i don't think uh, I, I, you know it's it's not so much a reviewer's uh, problem i think traditionally at least since salim saab and javed saab uh, writers themselves have not gotten their due you know for the last 25 years and now in the last couple of years you know you you get their names up up there and and but you know post salim salim javed there wasn't like there were very few writers who were brand names in themselves uh, and i think that now is slowly changing and people are realizing how important writers are uh okay raman says uh, we've addressed some of this before but if you want to quickly respond to this how difficult is it to not let your personal life affect film companion from not reviewing your husband's movies for conflict of interest to not reviewing kashmir files because its filmmaker repeatedly attacked you also have you thought about a hindi version of film companion you know i tried to do a hindi version uh, but like no i don't know yeah like no we do so we have fc local which is another youtube channel where uh, where uh, you know we have other uh, bengali uh, there is marathi we had a punjabi reviewer for a while which was which was really nice uh, so we definitely want to do it i did do a couple of reviews in hindi but like people said your hindi is just really bad just stop <laughs> so i i listened to my audience and said okay maybe not. Um, but uh, uh, but yes we would we would love to and we will that's one of our that's on the agenda is to get more people who who are you know conversant in hindi we have uh, rohini uh, ramanathan who does interviews in hindi i mean i speak hindi and it's not my it's not my thought ka language so i think in english and therefore i think that lag shows so i'm just not very good at it okay and you want to uh, respond to the kashmir files personal life well you know how how do you see you can't what what do you do right like what what you don't control this at all none of this is a narrative you control so you just you know say it is what it is and keep like dory in farming nemo you just keep swimming what else are you going to do <laughs> do you read uh, your because you know uh, one thing with being on digital also that the response to your work is so immediate yeah. unlike the print days or the television days where your audience was really far removed from you now you can like you know uh, get reviews on your reviews <laughs> as soon Absolutely. as you put them out do you read them do you read comments you know i do read comments i i try and and uh, though so much of it is just uh, just not helpful like i'm very happy to take feedback i don't believe at all that uh, you know that i've arrived in any way i there's miles to go before i sleep you know and so much to learn uh, but i just wish people would sort of have more constructive feedback rather than uh, you are cheap 2 rupees critic or you are sold <laughs> you are a nepo uh, 
पता नहीं क्या इंसल्ट वॉज यू नो एंड इफ यूर वुमन ऑफकोर्स इट्स अबाउट हाउ यू लुक इट्स अबाउट योर एज इट्स सच लो लेवल इंसल्ट लाइक कुछ तो इससे बेटर करो platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.